The biggest games, the best performances, expert analysis. You are locked on now. What's up, everybody? You are listening to Locked On Now NBA, local experts on the biggest stories from the hardwood. I'm your host, Daniela Bruce, and thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. Our Locked On NBA hosts are here to help break down everything from a busy day in the association. But first, let's start with Monday's biggest games. The biggest game. We'll start with Dallas and Denver. The Mavericks took advantage of a banged-up Denver Nuggets team, also playing in the second half of a back-to-back to pull out a big win. Dallas got big nights from Kristaps Porzingis and, of course, Luka Doncic in the win and locked on Mavericks. Tells us more from Dallas. Dallas Mavericks get the win at home against the Denver Nuggets. Get their revenge. Nick Engstead from the Locked On Mavericks podcast here. And the Dallas Mavericks get a big win against the Nuggets. It didn't matter. Michael Porter Jr. was out, Jamal Murray was out, Will Barton was out. The Nuggets were way down, second night of a back-to-back, but the Mavericks came out, and they got the win. It was big for the Mavericks. Chris Osborne led the way, 29 points, 11 boards for him. He was great playmaking as well. Luka Doncic, 23-8-11, and 11, and the Dallas Mavericks did two things that were massive in this game. Jason Kidd, to start the fourth quarter, decided to go no bigs at all. We've been talking a lot about how well, Chris Osborzingis has to be the one big in a lineup that is effective for the Mavericks, but Jason Kidd decided to go no bigs, sans bigs, to start the fourth quarter. The Mavericks went on a 14-2 run, an incredible run right there. Even a little scuffle between Dorian Finney-Smith and Jermichael Green. And then at the end of the game, K- Jason Kidd finally went with KP at the lone five to, to guard Jokic to then play at the end. He waited, he waited to, to pull it out, and then he finally did. The Mavericks go on to win, get the win, first of a very – important five-game stretch that we've talked about on Lockdown Mavs. The Boston Celtics managed to come back from a tough first half. Boston didn't score 20 points in either of the first two quarters against the Cavaliers, but did enough to get a win on the road against a banged-up Cleveland team. Lockdown Celtics tells you more on how Boston stole this one. Hey there, John Corrales here from the Lockdown Celtics podcast. After the Boston Celtics 98-92 win over the Cleveland Cavaliers, which was kind of an opposite game from game one of this little mini series where it was the Cavs who started out with a 20 to nine lead and the Celtics who erased that they held off Cleveland's late charge where Ricky Rubio just went nuts. But the first half was Grant Williams and his three point shooting. He was three of six on the night that kept the Celtics close. The second half, it was the aggressiveness. The Celtics who had only scored 37 points in the first half end up with 98. And so the offense is what carried the day for the Celtics, which is not something that they can say very often here. The Celtics got a very aggressive performance in the second half from Jason Tatum. Marcus Smart had a lot of drives there. And then Dennis Schroeder at the end running pick and roll with Al Horford. Uh, The Celtics got the stops that they needed to down the stretch, uh, holding off of a hard-charging, very energetic Cavaliers team that's as good as advertised. I don't know if they're going to stay Uh, this far above 500 for the rest of the season, but you're going to have to beat them. And the Celtics did. And I'm going to talk about it on the lockdown Celtics podcast. So make sure you're subscribed and watch the show on YouTube. As we mentioned, the Cleveland Cavaliers are trying not to let injuries slow down a good start to the season, but more key players keep going down, including in Monday's game, lockdown Cavs fills us in on the game and the latest injury report. 
Hey everyone, Evan Damerell here, co-host of Locked On Cavs at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. They locked on now takeaway after the Cleveland Cavaliers' 98-92 loss to the Boston Celtics. Let's be honest, injuries suck, especially when it's key rotation players. COVID as well also sucks, obviously, but when you're missing key rotation players like Colin Sexton, Larry Markkinen, Kevin Love, Jared Allen, even Lamar Stevens, and now possibly Evan Mobley after he tangled up his arm and looked like he might have hyperextended his elbow. This is going to be a really tough test for the Cleveland Cavaliers going forward. I think a lot of pressure is going to be on Darius Garland at this point, who is arguably Cleveland's best player in the young core. And I think with how well he's played as of late, I think he's up for the task. The odds are against Cleveland, though, as they take on the Brooklyn Nets two times in the upcoming week, as well as the Golden State Warriors and the Phoenix Suns. Hear about this and more on tomorrow's Locked On Cavs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. The Chicago Bulls headed across the country to take on the L.A. Lakers. Here's more on the results. This is Andy Kamenetsky, co-host of Locked On Lakers podcast, and the Lakers lose 121-103 to the Chicago Bulls. Theoretically, this was the Alex Caruso revenge game, but he seemed content to let Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and fellow former Laker Lonzo Ball do all the real damage. Uh, The trio combined for 91 points, scoring inside and outside. Anthony Davis was smothered the entire night. The Bulls rarely allowed him anything remotely resembling single coverage. Inside, he spent the first half of the game barely able to get the ball inside to him, much less putting up any type of shots. Uh, He got going some in the second half, but then he ended up getting ejected for what appeared to be yelling at the refs when they did not allow him time to get his shoe back on during a dead ball when the Bulls were inbounded. That was weird. Uh, Part of a very frustrating night overall. Uh, THT, 28 points, but again, not much to get excited about from this one. Plenty more to break down, so make sure that you are subscribing to the Locked on Lakers YouTube channel and making Locked on Lakers your first listen wherever you get your podcasts. Don't go anywhere. Locked on now. NBA will be right back with more from around the league and plus your best performance of the evening. Welcome back to Locked On Now NBA. I'm your host, Daniela Bruce, and now we're going to take a look at our best performance of the evening. That comes in the game between the Phoenix Suns and Minnesota Timberwolves. The red hot, the red hot Phoenix Suns won their ninth in a row on Monday after a slow start to the season. And after Minnesota had swept the series last year against Phoenix, Locked On Suns tells us how Devin Booker helped get revenge. The best performance. Hold up, hold up. Nine straight for the Phoenix Suns, and uh, very easily could have not been that way. Devin Booker basically willing the Suns to victory, one of those games where the better team, the more talented team, just finds a way late. Chris Paul puts on a show, Devin Booker again with his 29 points, DeAndre Ayton chipping in on the offensive glass. Looked like it was going to be Minnesota stealing another game against the Suns, and uh, they were able to avoid it. So nine straight for the Suns eking out a victory, avoiding this trap game loss, and they head back home for two against the Mavericks, where they will hope to keep this thing alive. A a tough home stretch with Denver on Sunday as well. So we'll see how this Suns team continues to go. Very under the radar, but obviously nobody complaining when you can say you are 10-3 and on the season. For more on these Suns as they continue their streak, listen to Locked on Suns wherever you get podcasts. Let's go around the league. The Sacramento Kings put about as much of a team effort as you can get with six different players scoring at least 15 points as Sacramento routed Detroit by 22 points. Locked on Kings tells you more. 
Well, it certainly wasn't the most entertaining game in the world to watch, but the Kings snapped their four-game losing streak, blowing out the Detroit Pistons on the same day that we read reports that Luke Walton was on the hot seat. Hi, this is Matt George, host of the Locked On Kings podcast. I really don't know if anything drastic could have happened tonight based off this game unless the Kings were absolutely blown out by the Pistons. Maybe Walton would have been fired on the spot or fired tomorrow because of that. But all the positives from this game, I think you can associate more to the Detroit Pistons not being that great of a basketball team than anything else. Now, to the Kings' credit, not to take anything away from them, they did what they had to do. They had their foot on the gas from the beginning. Uh, they they played well offensively. They were active defensively. Uh, so overall, it's a good win for the Kings. It's great to snap that win streak, and it does Walton a favor by this team getting a win on the same day as those reports coming out. But now it's what can the Kings do from here on? They wrap up their road trip in Minnesota, another very winnable game but for returning home. Can the Kings put together maybe a four-game win streak? Now, that could do something uh, to get the confidence back in Luke Walton. This Kings team still around where we expected them to be, but easily standings-wise and record-wise could be better than where they're at right now. We'll discuss this game and more on today's Locked on Kings podcast. The Atlanta Hawks won back-to-back games for the second time this season with a consistent effort on both ends. It was just some of the praise that Locked on Hawks had from the Atlanta Post game. Hello friends, this is Brad Roland coming to you from State Farm Arena after the Hawks got their second consecutive win, toppling the Orlando Magic by a comfortable margin in this spot. Only the second time this season the Hawks have won back-to-back games. There's Kevin Chouinard of Hawks.com and ATL29 joining the party. And honestly, a very offensive performance from the Hawks overall. They scored efficiently in this game. They had 32 assists. They shot 56% from the floor in this contest and generally put it to the Magic offensively throughout the night. Defensively, it wasn't always pretty. There were some things to clean up for Nate McMillan, I am sure. But on a back-to-back, they sweep both ends. They'll be back in action on Wednesday after a day off on Tuesday and a lot of positives, including some individual play as well. We'll have much more to come on the Locked on Hawks podcast. The Indiana Pacers fell short in the fourth quarter on Monday. Indiana scoring just 10 points in that final quarter as New York picks up the win. Locked on Pacers tells us exactly what happened. Tony East here from Locked on Pacers in a blanket because the Pacers just went very cold. Two for 21 in the fourth quarter, which caused them to lose to the New York Knicks. 92 to 84 in the Garden. Pacers were rolling all game, leading going into the fourth. Looking good. Scored 20 or more points in every quarter of the game. And then in the fourth, the Pacers come out just 10 points in the final frame as the Knicks easily and comfortably took this game over at that point. Emmanuel quickly and Taj Gibson both gave the Pacers fits down the stretch to get this game. Away from the Pacers, they really should have had it. They were playing very well for the first three quarters and then just went on an unbelievably long, dry stretch. They could not put the ball in the basket at all. Let the Knicks get this win. And a lot of the Pacers' problems from... Throughout the season, popped right back up. None of the role players were really hitting their shots. They relied so much on just two guys, and there was a lot of hero ball down the stretch. Just not a game the Pacers typically have been playing this season. They'll hope to regroup against Detroit on Wednesday, and we'll break it all down and more on the Locked On Pacers podcast. New York was barely able to pull out the win over the Indiana Pacers with just 92 points, and what Locked On Knicks says reminded him of a classic old-school matchup between rivals. Hey everyone, Alex Wolf from Locked On Knicks here, and the Knicks beat the Pacers 92 to 84, a very 1990s-esque score, and uh, some very 1990s-esque shooting percentages as well across the board for both teams. Neither team could really hit the three that well. Neither team could really score that much to begin with, but it was it was mostly thanks to great defensive efforts on both ends, and luckily. On this day, that applied to the Knicks as well. 
and applied to some of their starters early in the game. They, and then, you know, they struggled a bit to open the third quarter again, which has been sort of their Achilles heel, heel this year. But the bench, led by Emmanuel Quickly and Derek Rose, who combined for 30 points, really brought them back in the second half. And then Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett came in and played a big role down the stretch, sort of breaking this streak of the starters being complete garbage in the second half recently. So great things to see. It's not a permanent solution necessarily. I'm not ready to to throw a victory parade yet, but this does seem like a step in the right direction for the Knicks who have really had some issues with that starting lineup and their starting players lately. So we'll be talking about it more on Locked on Knicks, just like we do every single day on Locked on Knicks, your daily New York Knicks podcast. The Memphis Grizzlies climbed back to 500 after beating the Houston Rockets on Monday, who have now lost 12 of their first 13 to start the season. Locked on Grizzlies tells you how Memphis took advantage of the opportunity for its highest scoring output of the season. Sean Coleman here with the Locked on Grizzlies podcast and the Grizzlies finally do what they are supposed to do. They have a big victory over the Houston Rockets. And of course, you have to consider the team that the Grizzlies were facing. The Rockets are a very talented team, but a team right now that is clearly in a rebuild. But what did the Grizzlies do that stood out more than anything? A night where they scored a season high in points, they simply did what they were supposed to do. They played to the level that they are capable of. Very good defense early on. They made shots. They created turnovers, got out on the run. Good offensive execution. John Morant was himself. Dylan Brooks was himself. An overall very good night. Desmond Bain had some of the best runs in the game he's had in, in, in a few weeks. The Grizzlies needed a game where they simply could have a reference point of being reminded of what they can do when they play to their potential, when they play to the level that they're capable of. And now being 7-7, seven and seven, with two days coming up in which the Grizzlies can get a bit of rest, regroup, take what worked in this game, and build off of it, especially defensively, it could really work out for the Grizzlies to get on a run and right the ship after what has been a pretty forgetful week over the past five to seven days. Obviously, plenty to discuss, including a better-than-expected offensive start to the season for Dylan Brooks on the post-game edition of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. Have a great night. CJ McCollum helped Portland win a nail-biter in front of a home crowd. Here's how it all went down. Blazers bounced back with a huge win over the Toronto Raptors, improving 6-1 and one at home with a 118-113 Monday night at the Modus Center. After a 30-point loss to the Denver Nuggets, the Blazers come back, second night of a back-to-back, and really just get a win they desperately needed. It was a good night from Dame, a good night from CJ. We haven't had many of those, or both of them have played well at the same time. The Blazers got their stars to play well, and they get a win. Next up is Chicago on Wednesday. Make sure you listen to Lockdown Blazers for more. And that's a wrap for us. Thank you for making Lockdown Now your first listen every day. For more on the association in your team, make your second listens Locked On NBA and your local team's Locked On podcast. I'm Daniela Bruce, and this has been Locked On Now. We'll see you next time.